Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 559 for the week of October 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Spurvetier, bringing you this week's RPG news, some reviews, and some hot takes from Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. Robert Albright. Hello. And Alex Fuller. Good evening. Good evening. All right. What are the hot takes? Um, it's Extra Life time! Yay! We're signed up for Extra Life. We're doing it this year. We didn't do it last year. We are doing it this year. I'm three quarters away to my goal. What about you? Um, I am at $500 out of my $1,000 goals. So I'm close. You can go search Team RP Gamer on extra-life.org and donate to either of us um, right now, um, as well as a couple other folks who have joined the team. Yay, Team RP Gamers. Uh, anybody on the team, of course, is happy to take your donation. All the donations go to Children's Miracle Network. We are raising money by playing a 24-hour gaming marathon in order to help put money towards research and um, funding uh, children's hospital needs. Um, it just some It depends on which local hospital where the money goes towards. Some are like medical needs, some are equipment needs, some are like entertainment things for the kids while they're in there, some are... To help cover costs of things for family, it just really depends on the local hospital. Um, Anna, Marie, and I are playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, so they like to do a lot of research and stuff too. Um, but so we like to always think of our money going towards any childhood ha- childhood cancer. But I think uh, there's a lot of things that get that it helps with. So. Um, and then one thing I'm, that we've done this year is both Chris and I have set up donation incentives. So if oh, you yeah. want us to play a good game or a bad game or in my place, get off my arse and play Dragon Quest Eleven, you can donate towards that. Where's the incentive for Undertale? <sighs> if you want, I will add an incentive to Undertale, but it's going to be a bunch of money. It's going to be like 250 bucks. Do it. All right, all right. So but I'm it's going be to play through all extra dash life dot org slash am privateer. Yeah, and that will take you to. Oops, no. Um, hang on. You don't know what your shortcut is. Just go to Team RP Gamer. Yeah, Just RP extra Gamer. life and then RP Gamer and then search for me. Yeah. Uh, extra dash life dot org. My donor participant number is four seven four two seven seven six nine. But that's four two seven seven six nine. Yes. Four two seven seven six nine. What about for the high speed peak people? Four two seven seven six nine. No, that's the slow speeds people. Oh my speed? bad. Four two seven seven six nine. There we go. We got it in there. All right. So I'm going to. That's how much money you should donate as well. By the way, four hundred twenty-seven thousand <laughs> seven hundred sixty-nine dollars. All right. Nice. My fundraising. Now I got to remember how to actually do it. Add a, an incentive. It's on the right side. Um. On your page. Go to your page at the top, and then on the right side it'll be. View your page, and then add an incentive. All right. So add an incentive. Incentive description. Anna Marie will finally play Undertale. Mm. One, one. At this point, there's no chance you'll like it. There is quantity of one. Oops. Sorry. All right. There. There is. Four, two, four, seven. What's your number? I've already forgotten your number. <laughs> Four two seven seven six. You're gonna go give me two hundred fifty dollars, aren't you? <laughs> no, but I'm thinking about Damn it. Damn it! I have been hoodwinked. <laughs> Four two seven. I'm I'm actually also part of the uh, group, although I stream far less than anyone here, probably. 
but uh, any money that I raise uh, goes to the University of New Mexico uh, Children's Hospital. Didn't one of your kids go to that hospital? Um, well, actually, both of, both of my uh, sons uh, actually have their uh, primary care provider there. Awesome. And then um, my daughter was uh, born there. In fact, uh, interestingly enough, October is um, uh, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Month. Ah, yes. Are you one of the one in ten? Um, I did. Uh, well, I did lose my daughter. You know, um, very uh, early pregnancy. Oh. Um, think it was uh, we were informed infection. So, um, so, she, and she was at the and you know that hospital did the best they could for her, um, but it was it was um, hard choices. But uh, I know that ho- I know the doctors and nurses went way above and beyond. Um, and I have nothing against them. You know, well, it must be good. You're raising them. money for them. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. We think about children's hospitals as like places that kids go when they get like sick with cancer or some other kind of childhood illness. But a lot of these children's hospitals also help serve unborn children. And that that's something that we don't talk about a lot. So, extra a life. Of, yeah. And, and, and I mean... This is um, the Uni- the University of New Mexico Hospital is the only trauma one in our entire state. Oh geez! So, wow. Know, yeah, so it all it gets a it gets activity from all over the state, um, children from all over the state, and even some of the uh, border towns with some of the uh, like Texas even come up here too. So you know, it's definitely uh, gets a lot of use. So. That's actually some really good insight. I I, ne- I never think about the fact that it's like, wait, we're actually not that far from the border, and neither is the hospital that we're playing for either. I suspect there are kids that come here from other places. Yeah. Alex, are you participating in Extra Life, or are you just going to keep us awake at 3 o'clock in the morning? No, I'm possibly probably doing the keep awake job. Yay. Sweet. Alex does this it. for us every year, and we love Alex Fuller for it. Thank you, Alex. Are you actually going to do the 24 hours, Anna? You're not going to split it? I don't know. Right now, we're we're looking at it. I mean, we've had some... I've got nothing else going on because COVID, you know? So I figured, why not do the 24? <laughs> and I mean, we've had some staff say, like, hey, if, if we need, like, a quick nap break and dinner break, that we have people oh, that are willing to, to take a shift. So you might actually see multiple staff members on... On the twitch.tv slash rpgamer um, channel. We'll, we'll be working out the details of that um, in the near future and we'll put up some kind of post on the website and I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast again. Yeah, while well, I'm vomiting after playing all these compile hard games. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that part in the feedback, but before I, that... There's some unsponsored game suggestions that even though they didn't pay money for it, I'm at least going to have to do some of them because we did offer that here on the show. <laughs> That's the benefit you get as a listener is you get to tell me things without paying money to play so um we're we're gonna kick off what we've been playing i've been playing something that's embargoed so instead i'm gonna talk about crusaders of the lost idols so we've talked about this game before it is an idle idle game where predominantly you're kind of letting the game play itself but i'm really excited because this week i finally 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 broke the dps cap again no for the first time E400 is the initial... No, E308 is the first one. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I broke the, the cap for the second <laughs> broke time. broke the second cap. <laughs> and it's funny because it turns out that a lot of people that play this game haven't done that until now. No. Um, yeah, you're right. So what what started happening is is every year they do events and they do basically one event a month, uh, slightly longer, slightly more than that. There's like 15 events in a year. So many events. And so this is the first event that. Um, oh, are they has, Did they vent? That's pretty sus. They shouldn't vent like that. <laughs> makes this game by so, the way um code name entertainment which is a They're, studio in vancouver yeah so actually i've I, i've been no like at familiar. their office i just didn't know they were in the building they also make a D themed one yes because i've played the i was like no wonder this i was like this looks really familiar to yeah idol champions of, of forgotten yep. realms which yeah, yes. that one's html5 that's their future their ongoing game this is their kind of sort of dying flash game <laughs> it's not dying though they have said they will continue yeah. to support it for as, as long, long as, as people, people are playing, playing it. it yeah and like which they gets just harder and harder as flash dies they just did a huge sale yeah for um labor day weekend oh and i never wintered we i never wintered bad yeah we um we both put probably too much money towards it oh, i put way too much money towards chris it. chris definitely put way too much chris money towards it put too much chris money chris it. got three different credit cards locked out just temporarily Steam. and so chris out it's not about the amount you spend it's the number of transactions that seems to flag yeah it. and so <laughs> it, it, in the grand scheme of things, he with my debit card. So, yeah, yeah, he no, he didn't really spend like, that if much. If they see too many transactions too quickly, they will lock it out and be like, "Hey, are you actually doing this?" Yeah, I got fraud alerts on all the things. <laughs> yeah, and he got fraud alerts texted to him. So it it it. It sounds worse than it is because he was just doing a bunch of well, he was doing bad. many transactions for seven dollars and fifty cents. But after locking up three cards, he looked up how many golden epics that he would have to buy and realized that he would have to spend like $1,200. Like $2,000. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So I said, all right, done. He's like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. So what I did is I put like $100 of Steam credit on and and I just bought the things that I wanted. That's still too much money. And you I actually had money left over. We have, a, we have an expensive hobby. Yeah. It's called video games. Oh, video games. I thought that's why we were all here. <laughs> this hobby sucks. When's the PS5? I mean, I will admit, when I was single when we in get the, the 80s, when, when I first stumbled onto RP Gamer, you yeah. know, I was single. I was in the military. I didn't have to worry pay for food. I didn't have to pay for rent. The only bill I had was a, a cell phone bill. So what did I spend most World of my of Warcraft. money on? <laughs> Anime and video games. Anime and vi- well, okay. Anime and World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Your your nickname is the Anime Man. I I kind of I doubt, doubt you spent yeah. any money on, on anime. anime. Come on, the Anime Man. No, no, oh, no. I'm, I'm I'm the Mighty Tam now because I don't want to be Tam. confused with the YouTuber. <laughs> Not to be confused oh, with the YouTuber. <laughs> there's a YouTuber named Anime Man or something. Isn't yeah, it? he came along after this Anime Man. Okay, but he got yes. famous. Yeah, not that you're not famous. We appreciate name. you. Everyone knows him more than me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm cool with that. You know, he has his thing. I do mine. So I can't talk about anything else that I've been doing besides Crusaders. So what have you been playing, Chris? 
Crusaders Lost Eye. <laughs> and a lot of work and a lot of kittens. I've been doing so much work um, and kittens. Uh, I've been playing a Path of Exile heist. That's the thing I've been fitting in because it's easy to not think about much. And I've been working on a build um, where I play as a duelist and use a skill called Shattering Steel. And it's very... Um, it's one of the new skills they added this season, and everyone's disappointed with it. But I'm still seeing it through because I don't need a perfect build. And um, I think as soon as I get to end game, I will use the money that that character can earn to fund a more fun build. Or I'll stop playing and go back to, to Hades or something. Um, I was thinking about playing two games this week, but I guess I should wait and talk about them at the end of the show. Um, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um, Alex, what have you been playing this week? Visual novels. Visual novels? Yeah, so you jumped into robotics Some notes. sort of sequel to Steinsgate? Yeah, this is the same yeah. people that do Steinsgate. Is they it do a, a bunch sequel of other or stuff. just the same people? How does it work? It's, it's part of their... I only need to get the order of the words right, but I think it's Science Adventure series, which is started with Chaos Head and then Steinsgate and then Robotics Notes. Do they all the, have semicolons in their names? Yeah, that's okay. how you know that yes, they're in they the same series. Okay. Yep. But yeah, it it's basically set nine years after Steins Gate with Robotics Notes Elite, which is sort of a slight remaster of the original game, which was Japan only. It's there's not really any actually no, no there's no important connections. There is one character who is fairly major but appears in both, but you don't actually need to know how she relates to Steins Gate. Okay. But yeah, other than that, uh, Robotics Notes Elite is just is a fairly self-contained story about building a giant robot. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely not as good as Steins Gate. I mean, Steins Gate is pretty much one of the best vision novels out there, but it's still it's still pretty enjoyable. It's similar to Steins Gate, sort of had a roots mechanism based on sending or sort of responding to text messages. With uh, Steins Gate, you're basically replying to Tweepo, which is what a social media network where with a character limit. Cute. So, yes. Yep. It's the it's the legally distinct from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <so>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly weird in how it handles it because the actual story itself is basically linear when you. When you unlock a different route, you're basically unlocking the next part of the story, which is slightly weird as all the routes actually branch off from the same point in time. So it doesn't really make that much sense in how it works. And it's also not really clear in sort of which responses actually help and which don't. So there's sort of either a bit of looking up for a Japanese walkthrough or just guessing and then skipping a bunch. Yeah, that. It's visually, it's quite it's different from most vision holds because it actually uses 3D models for all the conversations and everything. So you're actually seeing the characters move around, and that that works quite well actually. I do like how they've implemented that. It sort of looks fairly fairly natural. Even it's a bit repetitive on how the animations work, but it's still very nice, and all the backgrounds are nice. But yeah. It, it's definitely it's definitely an enjoyable thing. The, there's a lot of plot threads running through it. So in addition to the 
the project, which is you are on an island called Tanegashima, which is basically south of in the south of Japan, and you're following their sort of high school robot research club, which is aiming to build a giant robot based on a ridiculously popular anime series. Oh, uh huh. I wonder what that. I think that's already happened in Japan. We saw a video yeah, of it the other week. <laughs> um, Bandai actually did make a um, life-size version of Gundam for one of its anniversaries, and it was stood for several years. I think they've There's a new it one now, that's but... moving around now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is sort of, <laughs> yeah, I think this is sort of building upon that, because it's basically set in the version of 2019 where basically robots have become much more advanced and now sort of a, a wide part of society that... Yeah, this is about a high a high school club building a giant robot rather than just companies, because apparently companies are doing that already. But the problem is that at the moment the robot club has basically got two members, of one of which the main protagonist doesn't actually care about the robot, but is just there to help their childhood friend. Yeah, but there's, there's plenty of plots. There's most. I mean, the start of it is basically the club trying to find new members. But you've also got the protagonist Kaito sort of attempts to become like the number one player in a online fighting game, and then there's bits about an augmented reality sort of app that's really popular, and then and then the Steinscape ridiculous of uh, conspiracy theories and everything starts coming into play, and lots of stuff happens. Yeah, Plus, goofy or, or, enemy. Yeah, it's it's good for anime. I mean, if you see Steins that you're sort of Is there an anime for this as well or is it just a game right yeah. now? Oh, yeah, there's an anime. So right. yeah, the the anime's been available in the West for a good while. So it's a it's a bit like it's a bit like Steinsgate in that the anime ended up popular enough for the Oh game do the robots fight? Over. Oh that's the that's part of the sort of initial stage where you've got the mini robots fighting. Hmm. And then, yeah, then there's a bit about the kill by the game, which is the the thing that Kaito plays. Heroes don't save the world, otakus do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Robotics, but, yeah, notes, elites, nice. and, and Dash. Oh, there's two of them? Oh, yeah. yeah, so Dash I'll come on to uh, in a sec, but I just want to finish off the elite oh, stuff. Cause I see. There's some really good... Sort of character growth stories in it that are worth mentioning. Particularly, I think Juno's story is probably one of the one of the better ones. But yeah, but yeah, lots lots of humorous moments and sort of equally some good character moments in that as well. Yes, and so yeah, I finished that one. I've just made a start on Dash, which is it's sort of a sequel to almost all three of the previous games. It's it's more of a direct sequel to Robotics Knights Elite, but it's got much more connection to both Steins Gate and I think there's a bit more connection to Chaos Head as well. But I think that's more thematic. But with the Steins Gate connection, you've got the character um, Hito, Hito Hashida or, or Daru, who's actually sort of the, the main sidekick in Steins Gate. Who appears in the game? So you've actually got two protagonists, which is Kaito and Dari. Yeah, I've not, I've not got too far off to talk about that yet. It looks like there's less of a the route system is slightly different in that it sort of depends on where you go rather than actually replying to stuff. So 
So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that works. It's it didn't seem quite as initially interesting as Robotics Nights, but we'll see where it goes. And yeah, other than that, I've also been playing a secret game that I can't talk about. Secret games. It's October. Is it the same game you're playing, Anna? No. Oh. I I got my game because Alex didn't want to do the insanity that I'm doing. <laughs> I think he kind of did, though, at the same time. In eight days, I've played 70 hours. Help. Mm. Yeah, I, I was thinking I, I would, but I decided not to. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of the advantage, air quote, advantage of having, like, all of my releases pushed out to 2021. I have one release left this year, and it's not even a big one. So does that leave us with Robert? Yes, what have you been playing, Tam? Um, so um, I finished off Omega Quintet, still messing around with it just a little, um, maxing level, but it's not really been priority. Um, so I've actually gone back and uh, doing a new playthrough on Fairy Fencer F Advent Darkness. Oh, um, such a good game. Are you playing, so yeah, you're doing the, the sort of up make, right? Yeah, yeah. Advent Dark Force, not Darkness. Oh, Dark Force, yes. Yep. Eh, close enough. I still yeah, don't know yeah. if well, I, I like this game or not. Uh, um, it's, again, you know, compared to many of ifs, and and I know it's on the list of stuff, bad suggestions of bad games for you to play, but this... <laughs> It's one of the more likely ones that I would do since uh, I already you played have Fairy a, Fencer. I have half a playthrough done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's not, yeah. and it's, uh, and it's a lot more enjoyable than a lot of the really older IF battle system games. is so bad. It's, it's the best compile so bad. <sighs> it's the best compile so hard game he's played. He says, "Yep." <laughs> there, there are so. I mean, I've played a number of the ones on that list, and I will say. There are some that I will never revisit again. Record of the Argorist War. Never going to revisit that. I got through one generation. I was like, nope, done. This is just, it, it was recycled garbage. Um, but, you know, Fairy Fencer F, Omega Quintet, they're at least enjoyable. Are they great? No, yeah. but I find them just, I mean, they're at least enjoyable enough where I have gone back and replayed them. That typically says something about, at least for me, that I can I can stand a lot more crap than some people. But um, the other thing is, um, I've gone back to my playthrough of Borderlands Three. Uh, I'm on Eden Six. Um, I'm just having a hard time playing Borderlands because I pushed through all of Borderlands One and all of Borderlands Two in a month, and I just and and I started in on. Borderlands a pre-sequel in the same month and I'm talking all the DLCs I'm talking and uh, and I got a little ways into Borderlands a pre-sequel and I'm just like I'm done and, and it's not because they're bad games it's just because I burned out mm. so um, Borderlands 3 um, how do you the- like annoying streamers as your villains mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, there, I definitely want to say there's some writing choices I don't agree with. <laughs> that's, that's that's the story of Borderlands in general right now. <laughs> yeah, um, but as far as um, um, the game goes, like um, I do like the 
change with the vehicle system where you can actually customize the loadout for your vehicles and pick up different different items from stealing it from bad guys mm-hmm. or just finding them. That's really neat. Um, the difference with the weapon system, uh, you know, how they, like, Hyperion weapons now have shields. That's definitely, you know, they have a lot more n- nuances between the weapons instead of all just being kind of very samey with just different, like, damage outputs. That's also a lot of fun. So, it's, I mean, it's definitely a game that I would say is very mixed. Um, the only other thing I've got going on really big for gaming is... Uh, I am partaking in, and I know this doesn't actually come up often on RP Gamer, just because you know it's sometimes hard to talk about. But I am in a two different D and D games. Um, I am playing in one game that my wife is running uh, in an Eberron setting, where we are establishing a town in one of the wilderness areas. Are trying to and keep it going. And uh, what's interesting is my wife is running that campaign with two different groups simultaneously that are doing different events to try and build this town. So props to props to my wife for uh, doing that because it's uh, not easy. <laughs> so and then the other group is. Um, it's a just a dungeon crawl through some mountain thing looking for treasure three legendary swords i i forget the name of it off the top of my head but it's from the uh yawning portal book so that's pretty that's, much uh, yawning it. portal that sums up D for me lately um no i'm kidding uh, Chris pro- had Chris had a D and D session this week, and literally the guy who runs the group rage quit out of the Zoom call. It was funny. Wow. He uh, so it turns out at, at the first couple of levels in D and D fifth edition, fighters are not good. Um, and uh, yeah, guy was not happy about that. <laughs> it's the long and short of it. And so, uh, I don't think we'll be playing fifth edition in that group anymore. <laughs> it takes a while. Eventually, fighters apparently can get super powerful and tons of attacks on each turn. Not the case at level one. To the point no, where the well, character is useless, and well, it was pissing them off. That's the same for pretty much any of the no, melee. Characters the other characters get level. a bunch of bonus actions that make up for it, and the fighter doesn't. No, but that's but fighters get extra attack earlier than the other classes get their extra attacks. But until then, they can't hit. Yeah. So, but now my um, the last campaign my wife ran, uh, another Abron campaign. Uh, she had created an NPC fighter, and that NPC fighter could go to town. Yeah, I, I, I. Uh... I don't know. We I tried to argue with him, like, but wait, I'm reading here that this can be done, and there was no, there was no consoling him. <laughs> this this was not happening. So apparently, because it takes so long, or I don't know, I I can't make the arguments for them, but uh, it some didn't people, go well. Some, some people just uh, unfortunately with a D and D character, it's always going to come down to someone. Someone may have this idea in their head that the class they're playing at early levels doesn't fit. And and there's a disconnect between, yeah, 
you may be awesome later, and you have this idea that will work later, but that's not where you're going to start. I've I've seen players have that disconnect before, and yeah. that sounds like what it is. is I think they need I think they need a system more like Pathfinder. The problem, of course, with Pathfinder is there's so many rules that maybe second edition Pathfinder would work, but uh, we'll figure something out. There's other systems we like, so uh, Numenera I mean, is pretty good. Yeah, but I I mean I like. 5e just fine i like 4e and every group's uh, a little different oh no you're wrong no get out no no liking 4e fired fired (laughs) not allowed to like 4e (laughs) oh i skipped three and three five i went from a d and d to four oh that's a hard transition Wow. So for me, 4E was great because I didn't have to worry about algebra. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I played a board game once at a convention, um, and there was a demo game where like the creator of the game is showing you the game. And it turns out this guy was one of the co-creators of D&D 4th. So he's like, other games I've made, blah, 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 and D&D 4th edition. Oh, oh, it's your fault. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologize to me for D and D fourth edition, which I love. Uh, so it was great because someone else at the table was like legitimately angry at him and spent most of the game kind of fuming. <laughs> I didn't notice so, that. It, it, here's the thing, and and um, I was watching a YouTube video by a, a guy named Puffin Forest, and he actually sums it up the issue with four E very very well, and. The issue with 4E isn't that the system itself is bad. It's just the system on top of the debuffs, on top of the buffs, on top of this, causing this to happen, to cause this other thing to happen. It's so much paperwork that eventually it's just like, you know, the the DM and, and the players are spending so much time trying to keep track of, okay, I do this. And this will happen, which then causes this fourth thing to happen. It's just, it it's overwhelming to both the player and the DM. So a lot of people just don't have fun. We didn't if even, you, my group didn't even get to that for, point. <laughs> if you actually toss all of it out the window and like forget stuff as you're playing, it actually becomes more enjoyable. Oh, Unless okay. So if you rewrite the game system, it's so fun. you just don't follow the rules. It's great. <laughs> no, no, not not don't follow them. Just forget them. And it's not even the rules. It's the all the bonus effects that every attack does or every action does. So if you don't take all your extra actions, it's actually more fun, even though you don't get to do as many things. That's weird. Yeah, because That's of probably the fact that makes sense. Yeah, because you don't have to track it all. Yeah, because it, well, a it shortens combat. Yeah. Uh, the other problem was is that monsters, especially as you started leveling. Oh my god. Um, my my party monster- I ran a campaign in 4th edition. They were taken out by a swarm of rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on one of the first maps help. in a canned adventure and then we never played the game again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and uh, so fortunately some of that is because monster health pools were so big. Yeah. And and it just there so health you know players health were big and monster health were big so it just with everything combined it caused long combats unless you're my group stumble into a boss's chamber and then ends up aggroing th- three encounters at once and you're fighting eighteen mobs for Oops. six hours yeah no thanks 
But that's my that's my group's stupidity. And everything's li- and everything's linked to rests, and there's no time to rest between all those fights. And yeah, no. It's it's so weird how combat focused it seems like D and D is, and yet if you play it as a combat game, I've always found it to be unsatisfying. But I don't know. I've just never played it with the right group. Maybe <laughs> yeah, right. playing it with the right people is all is, is is part of the challenge. Yeah, and I think that's true for any tabletop game, though. That's true. Yeah, the group I'm with they they tend towards they prefer more of a miniature combat focus where the rules are much more balanced and fair. Um, also, that combat is like I, I think the combat's group, the majority of the groups. Yeah, the focus. Yeah. yeah. So and like so they're 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 the two third one third. Mm-hmm. So two thirds of what's going on should be combat, and one third should be story. Yeah. Have they tried fate? Fate? I don't know. Which one is that? Who's this fate? I can't Google fate. Uh, it's the fate system. It's the one used for Dresden. Fate Dresden SRD? files. Fate core yeah, system. Yeah, Dresden files. Okay. No, I've I've not seen this one before. The it looks very generic, like a group sort of thing. Cool. Well, we'll have to bring it up on next Wednesday. Yeah, I'll see if any of them have tried it. Um, usually I've found um, when I think they haven't tried a system, one of the guys has always tried the system. So, <laughs> Well, I think Chris is the youngest of the group at yeah. like nearly they've 40. Pl- they've so. been playing RPGs since before I was born. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Let's talk about Extra Life a little bit more because our question of the week was suggest a bad game for Chris to play during Extra Life. Um, so I actually think this was your sister that suggested this. Um, then, someone uh, on Facebook then, suggested Desert it. Bus. And the, oh, and then she deleted the post, I guess. Yeah, I think he. I think he might have posted it on his Facebook, but now I'm now I don't know if I remember this right. All right. Um, I know I saw it though. We had a live suggestion from our Twitch chat. So if you join us 9 uh, Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, you could chat with us while we record the show. And we had a suggestion of Echo the Dolphin. And then Platty wrote in and gave us two categories of games, and Alex figured it out right away. Category A is all of the Compile Heart games. And Category B is all of the Chemco games. And so I act some of the some of the compile heart games are not bad. Like Trillion God of Destruction is a really neat game. Um Record of Agarest Wars, not particularly good games. Just oh, because they're no. super slow. Um Did, isn't the first one like one of the few cases where our the reviewer for RP game and I re- vaguely remember this because I was playing it I was trying to play it at the time just gave up and said i i'm i was unable to finish this game i yeah. have to write this review but i could not finish it because it's just that monotonous so back in the day we had a you have to finish the game no exceptions rule and then there were a handful of games including one that i had to review where it was if you get 99% of the way through the game you can get special dispensation to write a review and then at some point, um, I can't remember if it was you, Alex, or if it was Mac, that was like, all right, new new plan, deep looks. Alex stepped away. 
oops, sorry, <laughs> I didn't see that. So someone came up with the idea of Deep Look. So if you ever see a Deep Look on our website, that is a game that we can't or don't want to finish. And most of the time it is either because the game is just that bad or it is unfinishable for some reason or another. So I don't know. We'll have to go through some of these. We have some of these games. And honestly, it would be interesting to see you play some of these, Chris. I own many of them. I think I own most of them. (laughs) I mean, we have Mary Skelter on the Switch which has both Mary Skelter 2 and the first Mary Skelter game in it. And I've lo- unlocked the, the first game. So Chris could play that. I could play that. Um, and then, yeah, there's a, a bunch of chemical games in here that honestly aren't bad. Like the As Divine series is not bad. But, yes, so uh, Platy, Platy also says, if I had to pick just one, but where's the fun in that? I would say Chris should play Super Neptunia RPG, which won the RP Gamer's Biggest Turd Award in 2019. And you know what the best part is, Chris? We have Super Neptunia RPG on the Switch. We do have that. I don't want to play it. (laughs) I I, I have it as well (laughs) on Steam. Um, But I, I and what's funny though isn't that game not technically an IF compile heart game? Yeah, so Super Neptunia RPG is a licensed Neptunia game. It was made by a team in Quebec. And the game isn't bad. It's just, it forgot to find the fun. (laughs) Its rating is 9 out of 10 on Steam, Anna. Very positive. Yeah. So why did RP Gamer write it, write it so low? Um, because is NepNep people, inflated on Steam? Yes. Is that the problem? Yeah, all okay. of the NepNep games are extremely well liked but on... Compile Heart. I mean, this is that Dark Fairy Fencer garbage battle system in general. Not this one, right? But No, no yeah. it's totally different. It's sort of yeah, like no, the regular Neptunia like games profile, are like the like Fairy the Fencer game, right? No. No, they're not? No. Oh, okay. They're turn-based RPGs. Oh, Maybe I would like Neptunia more then. Because Fairy Fencer's. Sorry, Fairy I'm Fencer's trying not to swear. Based, I hate it, it has, all. Um, a moving, uh, it has movement mechanics like, moving... like Omega Quintet. Yeah. Omega Quintet is just pure turn based. Yeah. Hey, Chris, you could play one of the Moero games. They're part of the Idea Factory set. Don't you want to see nude girls on the stream? We could get banned. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Are you are you are you trying to get us banned from Twitch again? Jeez. No. <laughs> again? When were we banned before? No, I. Well, I I'm saying trying again, not like we've ever been banned. I may make suggestions that are bad for the channel, and Chris always overrides me. All right, so here is our question of the week for this week. And it's Extra Life related again. So suggest for us a group game to play for Extra Life. And that group game could be something we play with people that are watching, something that we play with a bunch of RP Gamer staffers. Um, so if you want to suggest a group game for us for Extra Life, um, there's a whole bunch of ways to get in touch with us. Our email address is podcast at rpgamer.com. And I cleaned out the email box this morning, so it's fresh and ready to go. Um, you can call or text us at 608-729-4098. Um, I think that's a specific phone number for RP Gamer, right? It is, yes. That's our Google voicemail box 
for okay. RP Gamer. Please, we don't have any horses. There is no Henry. No Henry. No Henry. All right. Um, you can um, tweet us a suggestion at RP Gamer. Um, you can go to the RP Gamer uh, Facebook page. It's RP Gamer. You can go to the RP Gamers Facebook group. It's attached to the RP Gamer Facebook page. Um, you can drop a reply in the thread for this podcast, or you can join us at um, twitch.tv slash RP Gamer and drop in a suggestion live. We're doing it live. So, thank you everybody who provides feedback for us every week, like Platinum 3 and we appreciate people pitching in. All right, Chris. What? It's time for the news. <gasps> I need some beeps. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right. First off, 1940s pixel RPG Pekaminosa. You didn't do the editorial content. Oh, that's not the news. Yes, but that's... That's editorials. What well, do you want to talk about editorials, Annie? You, well, you hit me up with editorial content. We, we have reviews. Here's, hold on. Here's a news for... Here's a news... Here's a, here's a jingle for editorial. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. That's, that's for the bad reviews. Uh, here, uh, here's one for the good reviews. Wow! It's like a... I just imagine little flowery noises in the background, like... The Dungeon of the Hubuk. <laughs> we got a review for the Dungeon of the Hubuk. Yeah. How do you say it? The uh, it's French. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty nonsense. So this is the one that got announced a few months ago where Felicia Day is one of the main characters and it has um it has a narrator sort of like um Bastion, but the narrator's really snide and snarky. Um so it's it's not a bad game. The three and a half out of five got a solid good. Um, the review goes into sort of like the pros and cons of the review, and um, yep, check it out. Especially if you like D and D, which ties into our previous conversation, you will get a kick out of that. And then we had another review. We had a uh, Necromunda Underhive Wars got a review. Um, it is not as good. It got a two out of five. Um, and yeah, it, it, it has some neat ideas, but none of them seem to be fully iterated on and it's very buggy and kind of crashy. This is yet another Warhammer 40 K game. That's kind of, so take that as you may, you might have fun with it. If you're a Warhammer 40 K fan and don't mind the, the constant crashing. All right. And then my ease origin review has been turned into a video review. So if you can't get enough of my awesome saucy voice, I have uh, narrated another video review for you all, and I hope you like it. Also, if you follow our RP Gamer channel and uh, do listen to the reviews, there is a question we pose for you at the end of the Ease Origin review. Make sure you leave a comment. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> there, there's my excellent parrot impression. Um, and then we have an adventure corner that Alex talked about. He um, dives into uh, Robotics Note Notes Elite. And uh, if you haven't heard enough details from what he talked about on the show, then you can read his adventure corner. All right, Chris. Yes. Now it's time now for the it's news. Now it's real news. Yes. Real news. I actually, um, no, oh, we'll talk about that later. As opposed to fake news? Uh, I don't know. No, no, wait. No, not fake news. No. What am I talking? No. I... It took him a moment. He's he's typing when I'm he shouldn't be. I'm texting a friend at the same time because I'm a terrible 
show host. <laughs> Listen, I read the, I watched the, I was reading through news earlier, and I watched this trailer from Pekka Minosa, and I have to say, it's extremely well done. Um, so this is a 1940s pixel RPG, and uh, they kickstarted it or Indiegogo'd it, and it's coming out in early 2021. And I have to say, after watching the trailer, I'm excited for the game. I then went back and found some gameplay footage, and I'm less excited for the game. So I don't know what's going on with this, other than say that there's a pixel noir, which is not the same as the game Pixel Noir. That's a different game. This is a pixel noir style, which is film noir but pixel graphics. They do a really good voiceover trailer introduction to this game. I'm really excited. I don't know if the gameplay is going to live up to it, but I hope they deliver. Um, so go check that trailer out. It's on our site now. 1940s pixel RPG Pekka Minosa goes noir in early 2021. So it's going to be coming out on quarter one 2021 for Steam, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. All right. Dungeon Crawler Martian Forest Martian. How do I say that with an umlaut over the A? Martian. 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 I don't know umlauts. Martian. Martian Forest, Mayin, and the Strange Cavern. It's coming out January 28th. PC and consoles. Those consoles being PS4 and Switch, apparently, not Xbox. Uh, this is a sequel. Oh, this was originally released on smartphones and PC in 2018. So this is kind of like a redux or an improved one. It's revamped. Are you going to play this, Anna? I'm debating. It looks like your type of game. It does look like my type of game. Does we don't have a trailer in here, but I did look it up a little, and it looked like a cutesy forest exploring, gather ingredients type game, which yeah, is in it, your wheelhouse. It, yeah, usually. it it was my question for this is originally this was only announced for PC. Mm-hmm. And it's now, that it's, now. Yeah. now that it's Switch, I'm interested. Um, Jan- my January, it's weird. My January is starting to get heckin' stacked. Januaries aren't supposed to be stacked. What is going on? Chris. Oh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to finish being stacked. Chris, <laughs> tell your friend you'll text them after the show. I know. No, I want to tell you about Juan Sword. No, one one. How do I say this? One 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 one. Zan Yun. Zan Yun. Oh, Zan Yun. Zan Yun. All right. I fight a lot of dynasty warriors. I'm sorry. Zan Yu. Um. So we have the uh, the the it's a it's a Steam demo out now. For Zon Yun Sword 7. So this is an action RPG. I was watching the trailer for this one. It's not like Dark Soulsy, I don't think. It's more run around, solve puzzles, attack things with the A button a lot. But there was no UI shown in the trailer, so I'm not really sure. This is like the yeah, seventh I one think, in the series. <laughs> yeah, I think the series is basically, yeah, it's more just straight up action rather than, yeah, defensively. Or, or sort of being, being on that sort of requirement of timing and everything so i think it's yeah just more slightly more hack and slashy yeah all right uh sword of the necromancer not to be confused see when i read saw the story earlier i got confused i thought this was crypt of the necromancer <laughs> like they had a spin-off sequel no, it's this not. is this is like a roguelike, right? Yeah, this is sort of the necromancer. Um, you know, I said there was like a good acting um, 
Pixel Noir trailer. Here is an example of a similar level of hammering it up, but in a way that's not appealing and just way too much. So this is, I consider, bad acting, <laughs> which is funny because the person's delivering it with a lot of emotion. Didn't like this trailer so much, but the idea is you are a rogue in charge of escorting this princess. The princess dies, so you bring her to a necromancer's crypt in hopes of, I guess, raising her from the dead. I'm sure this will go great, by the way. Nothing can go wrong with this plan, right, Anna? Sounds great to me. All right. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah this sort of thing never goes badly. Yeah, so we got some girl-on-girl love action, or they're both friends. I don't know what's going on, but it's uh, lots of girl power. Is, I got that sense in the game, and it's going to be PC via Steam, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. PS5 and Xbox Series X are planned, but released at a later date. The other versions I listed, December 10th. Um, so the trailer is one graphics, then the game looks very pixely. Um, or But like high-end pixely so like not snes not 32-bit but like this is on a pc but we're still being pixels pixely if that makes sense um i can't think of a good comparison point at the moment kind of a momodora sort of thing um anyway so there's lots of roguelike things going on here and i guess you need to go kill lots of things and and raise your friend lover princess protectorate whatever the relationship is you have to go do it uh, they, we have a dev diary link, so you can check that out. And, of course, you can watch, read the trailer and then uh, tell me how I'm wrong to criticize it because I'm sure people will disagree with me. Um, so go check that out. December 10th. Anna, did you ever play Arno Surge? Um, no. Arno Surge, Ode to an Unborn Star, was the game we got. Um, so this was uh that was a sequel to another game called cl no surge which i don't think we ever got we did not no, it was like it. a cell phone yeah it was a mobile game, game yeah believe. so now yeah, both games are, are of, yeah sorry these are sorts of spiritual successes to art and Elico. oh okay in fact um um Shirelia from the first art and Elico game actually shows up in our no surge oh cute so these are these are gust games that are not atelier games Right. So, um, we're getting them in a package called Surge. Actually, they're Cons- more just Bandai Namco. No, this is Koei Tecmo and Gust. Okay, Koei Tecmo, sorry. So, the, so it's Gust it stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Artanelco, which I think... Well, it doesn't matter. So, um, Surge Concerto is the name of this package. So, you get in both of those games we talked about. The one that came out before and the one that never came out. And I assume they're very revamped and redone, but I don't know. Well, here's the thing is, is have these actually been announced for North America? Or is this just in Japan so far? Yeah, this is just the V-Masters for Japan. Okay. I want them. Because Japan, we have the Agent Pack Code Silver. Which gets you both games plus soundtracks and posters and stuff. We have the Agent Pack Cold Goad, Cold Gold, which is all the stuff from Silver, plus more goodies and collectible stuff and a bigger box. Um, I wish I was joking. Uh, and then <laughs> there's the Agent Pack Code Gold with 7D Gate Connection Bundle, which includes body pillows and some other stuff. So... <laughs> Japan, everybody. Yeah, so if you get like the crazy 7D gate box. connection, yeah, you I think get the music box. Yes. And there's some fancy. The pricing? As well. 
$180 for the first one, $260 for the second, $1,025 for that last one. Well, bear in mind that that doll is life-size, right? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Which doll? Are there two dolls here or just one doll? I'm so confused. Uh, Um. I, w- I will admit, um, I actually did play Arno Surge, and my god, is that is one of the worst translated games I've ever played. Oh yeah, we we talk when we talk about like bad translations, Arno Surge always comes up. As as the person who actually played it, because I don't know if anyone else here did, they had like four different spellings for one character's name. <laughs> I, that I is, it, I'm not joking. They had literally, like, when they talked to the character, one sentence would have one spelling, next sentence would have a different spelling. In, like, the character profile pages, in, you know, because a lot of games are doing that in, in the game now, they had, like, two other spellings. And there was no consistency for, and then I think sometimes they re- referred to the character as a like an off the wall nickname too. So there was just no consistency in spellings for in like the first two thirds of the game. Last third of the game, they kind of got their stuff together, but it was, it was a mess. It was, it was an utter mess of a translation. And I, I suffered through that translation and I ended, I ended up enjoying the game in the end, but my God, that translation is horrible. So, Ooh. rant over. <laughs> Moving on. Outriders is coming. Uh, this is the Square Enix action RPG, no, the shooter RPG that looks like Destiny. <laughs> yeah, this is so the boring. Square Enix version of Destiny slash Anthem slash etc. Oh boy. Uh, this is not going to be good. I, I, well, they're still not showing gameplay in these trailers. It's just, uh, who cares? Oh, well, I think they've showed some oh yeah in their, I, sort of in their bigger their bigger stuff they so. had a giant reveal streamer yeah. thing right so what's the announcement february 2nd 2021 will be the release date for pc ps5 ps4 xbox series x xbox one and of course <laughs> google stadia <laughs> it'll include crossplay across all platforms and if you purchase the game for ps4 or xbox one you'll be able to upgrade to their respective next-gen consoles for free didn't, didn't stadia just have like a Big issue. I thought I saw I it on one. Know. Isn't on, uh, Stadia just is it? Isn't its existence a big issue? Well, I thought it was on its way out from something I read. No, about I think that's just us making fun of it. No, no, I'm. I'm. This was on one of the uh, YouTube news guys. No, it's not on its way out. They they actually have like a an indie announcement showcase coming up. Well, they're probably contractually obligated to support it for a year, and then they'll kill it. Um, <laughs> Now officially supports well, game though. streaming over mobile data. Um, that's the news story from this last most recent cycle is mobile data streaming. And I'm, it's still not on iPhone, of course. So um, it, they can't, Baldur's Gate right? 3 is on it. Uh, somebody, yeah, because of Apple's stupid rules. So um, Baldur's Gate 3 is on it. And... It'll have, like, YouTube viewers can help vote on how the game goes, and there's going to be some sort of integration. And more importantly, Anna, Cake Bash arrives on Google Stadia next month with two other games coming soon. Um, okay. Don't you want to play Cake Bash? What's Cake Bash? I don't know, it's, but it looks like you smash... 
I think it may be running around as desserts, bashing each other with candy. Which kind of sounds cool, actually. Uh, <laughs> that sounds amusing as hell. I just don't... It, it's not clear from this trailer what's actually happening. Uh, it's a four-player multiplayer game. Uh, oh, it's it's Mario Party with cakes. No hard pass. <laughs> the thing that makes Mario Party fun for me is Mario. What if we play Mario Party and eat cake? If it was just cake? party, then no. Mario Party and eat cake. What if it's Mario Party, but instead it's all Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy characters? Yeah. Okay, so that's okay too? Yeah, that's Itadaki that's, Street. That's Itadaki Street, yeah. <laughs> as long as we're okay with it. Apparently it gets still. released in the US. <laughs> Which got, we got one. We got one of them. <sighs> Final Fantasy XIV is getting a new patch, as always. Um, there's a big old letter to the producer. Because of the spoilers of Final Fantasy XIV, we don't try to go too in-depth of all the specifics that are announced. But even in broad strokes, there's still a lot of content here. We've got another big pot, uh, patch coming. It's going to add more story content. It's going to add on um, more raid stuff. Uh, a new dungeon thing like Matoya's Relic Dungeon, and there's an Unreal Trial, which puts you for against super-powered versions of previous trials. Trials are like the single... You're fighting just against a boss. There's no raid or dungeon leading up to the boss. You just jump in and hit Titan kicks your ass. Um, there's uh, the Blue Mage job is getting new content, new level caps, new abilities, new equipment, which is a big deal for people. People been waiting for them to pump blue mage some and i think it got put on a back burner while they released the expansion so that'll be a big deal for folks they they actually already did some blue mage stuff with 5.2 oh well i just wasn't paying attention then okay good yeah but i'm i'm so i'm a little surprised they're doing some more blue mage stuff too on 5.4 but people yeah i think the 5.2 is fairly minor yeah i I don't know i mean bigger chunk uh, we got new. There was new skills. Uh, the ability to do the uh, like a blue mage queue for dungeons. The marble mount. Couple new blue mage's an interesting job. It's not like a normal job, and it doesn't get access to all the things. So it kind of gets its content separately. So it's it's really meant, I think, as kind of like, what do I do when I'm done with all the current content? Well, let's do blue mage stuff because it's kind of a different focus, different mode of playing the game. Um, so it's it's and, just, and yeah. I I will admit I have a lot of fun with it. And unfortunately, I'm also one of the people who who argued that no, it should not be in the normal roulette. Yes, uh, you know, and that's because it is very broken, um, <laughs> as okay. a blue mage should be. I, I it go. is very, you know, some people were expecting blue mage to be more like I want to say Questus from Final Fantasy VIII, and no, this is blue mage from like Final Fantasy V blue mage. All right. Um, what else we got in this patch? Uh, patch 5.35 will be out this week, October 13th. That adds some Save the Queen content and a large-scale encounter in the Bojan Southern Front, where 72 players join together to fight with the Bojan Resistance against the 4th Imperial Legion. And then the 5.4 stuff comes sometime in December, which has all that Blue Mage and extra raid stuff and extra story stuff and all that. Um and so go check that out. We've got the link to the letter of the producer video if you want to watch that. It's yeah, subtitled, one, right? Yeah, this one is going to... Um, it's not subtitled, but they've got oh. the English text on all the slides. Oh, so this is... Okay, this is one of those four-hour Japanese-only ones, but they have English yeah. text. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, this is probably going to be one where the main story staff is starting to set up the next expansion. expansion. Yeah. When are they going to announce that, do you think? Uh, expect probably February. Okay. 
Is there but, like Final Fantasy events? They all got canceled this year, right? Yeah, so. that, that, I think February was the European one, which they have officially canceled. But I think that's when they're expecting stuff. But it'll probably it'd be probably next year at some point. Cool. All right, and moving on, we've got Five Hundred Five Games put out a story about Indivisible. Yeah, so to kind of TLDR what's going on, the guy who runs, um. Lab Zero. Um, it turned out that he was not a great dude. So all of his employees left him <laughs> after making an ultimatum that he leave the company. He yeah. didn't, so they left the company, and they're forming a new company. <laughs> most of them, many of them, at least. And uh, in the meantime, games like Indivisible are left like, well, what's going to be going on with that? Because they had more content still to be created for the game coming out of its Kickstarter. And 505 Games, the publisher of Indivisible, and I suppose the rights owners of Indivisible? I'm not really sure. Yeah, there's a bit of a question mark there. So maybe they're just the, the, I don't know, whatever it is, they're the ones in charge of the future of Indivisible, or at least the ones who get to make the statement. They put out a statement that says, hey, no further content's coming out for Indivisible, including the remaining backer-created characters or anything like that. Yeah, so their statement was, yep, we're throwing in the towel. There is one update for the Switch that's in submission, and that's it. Which is sucks, because we know that the people who left... Um, Lab Zero are like, yeah, we totally keep working on that game if 505 one works with us. So I don't know what's going on with that or why. And there's no info about what's going on here other than just we're not doing it. Which really there, sucks. If if I may hi- hypothesize. Yes. Um, so um, when it comes to something like this, especially when you have all the people willing to still work on it through this company, I have a strong suspicion that there was a contract signed with this really nasty guy and where they basically... Well, with his company, rather, but yeah. Well, it was At this point, it's just him there. Company, so. Right, there and so... It, in the contract for him him yeah of course and so there has so unfortunately because of that issue they may just want to step away from it completely not because they don't like the game not because they don't like the employees but there probably is some sort of connection to him and not just the company itself that he ran but to him well and there was some scuttlebutt before this statement came out and they kind of have confirmed it with an faq now that um out of the all of the guest characters were <coughs> sorry existing ips and one of the guest character ip holders were like nope we outie this is way too much drama for us and so 505 games has said yeah like one of these people have already backed out and we expect the other people to follow so it's just not going to happen um the tricky part is is there is un um redeemed backer rewards and so like in terms of how that's all going to shake out, if you paid the crazy amount of money for the Ajna statue, um, 505 Games has committed to getting those out, but they don't have an ETA. For absolutely every other reward, you have to contact Indivis- uh, uh, Lab Zero. And 505 has, Games has straight up said, we have no idea if they reply to you, but it's their responsibility. Finger pointing! The future of kickstarting games and milkshake ducking companies. Woo! Yeah, I think this is one of those cases where Five and Five came in after the yeah, I mean Indiegogo. So yeah, that's yeah. the the 
interesting thing with publishers and Kickstarters. Or I mean, and Final Five is like they're not the biggest publisher, so I don't know how much they could do and how much risk they want to take on to really quote unquote solve this for the fans, you know. So, ugh. and and that's the problem is you have a small indie. Um, yeah, it's a small indie developer that ended up exploding. And 505 Games isn't small, but they aren't huge. So, like, they're they're that, like, middle-sized company that it's like, there is a finite amount of risk that they can By, by the way, where is 505 Games located? Um, somewhere in Europe. Italy. Italy. I only asked because a, yeah, the area code I live in is 505. <laughs> yeah, they've got an assortment of offices. They've actually got an office where I live. But they're founded in Milan. Yeah. Yeah, there's one office in Milton Keynes. I know there's offices elsewhere as well. Cool. So, yeah, they're all over the place. Parent organization is Digital Brothers, which is out of Great Britain and Italy and U.S. and France and Spain. And, oh, goodness. All right, anyway. There we go. And then the next uh, next news this week is a list of games that won't work on PS5. And the news is that it's really tiny. So there's a bunch of games from the PS4 that will work on the PS5, which is almost all of them. <laughs> but then they put out a list. Here's the things that won't work on PS5 with the backwards compat. Um, DWVR, which I don't know what that is. It, it's one of their VR titles. Okay. I mean, you can tell that. Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1. <laughs> um, TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2. Just deal with it. Um, one of the two games on this list that actually matters. Shadow Complex Remastered. Robinson The Journey. We Sing. The other game that actually matters. Hitman Go Definitive Edition. Thankfully, that's on like every other platform. Um, so is Shadow Complex, actually. Shad Wen and Joe's Diner. So if you're really looking forward to <laughs> no, playing... No, not Joe's Diner! Uh, I was really looking forward to Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1. <laughs> so that those is, are the ones that won't that work. That is quite the hodgepodge list of this is a story this is i love this story because it's an it's a story because like most everything's gonna work but like everyone gets to look at and say oh here are the things that won't work oh well no one cares (laughs) it's finally a story where nobody's mad about it (laughs) well unless you're that one guy who has you know afro samurai (laughs) 2 volume 2 i want (laughs) to play the first one well use your ps4 then (laughs) yeah so that's cool. Um, that's the PS4 compatible games. Um, I PS3 and earlier games didn't work anyway, so that, those won't work on PS5. They've so. never explicitly said they won't. Um, they won't. There was like an Ubisoft page that said... Well, they didn't work on PS4. Why would they work on right. PS5? <laughs> there was an Ubisoft page that explicitly said PS1, 2, and 3 games weren't going to work, and right. Sony had them very quickly pull it down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that that's kind of a gimme at this point. All right. Oh, time for some briefs. Ninth Dawn 3 Shadow of Earthrill is releasing next week. This is an indie series. It's so, out now, actually. Oh, it's out now. Yeah. Um, October 6th for PC, iOS, Android, Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch. So if you're into that series, you can check that out. Baldur's uh, Gate. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what? A number of people have picked it up and been saying good things about it on the Discord. Yeah, so we had someone new pop by the Discord, and it's like, hey man, what's up? What you here for? And he's like, I'm here to talk about Ninth Dawn 3. And 
Um, it ended up being oh. kind of one of those CRPGs that... Um, it looks like a Diablo game. Yeah, that Phil really likes. And I'm like, hey, Phil, have you checked this out? And so him and about three oh, other people weird. picked it up on um, Steam because it's on launch discount. And boom, all of a sudden we have a pretty brisk conversation going for Ninth Stone 3 on our Discord. Actually, I, I, go I, check this out. You might be into it. Um, I, I can't describe it because it's like Diablo slash open world slash pixel graphics slash not pixel graphics overlaid. You got to see it. <laughs> it's very indie. <laughs> and there's cards. <laughs> there's a card game in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, also news this week, Baldur's Gate 3 um, put out a, a, a listing of like the character creation stuff because it's hitting early access on Tuesday, October 6th, so it's out now. Um, and so you can check that out and see what's going on with the early access. Uh, there's a trailer for it. I'm kind of wondering if David Warner's voicing a character in that trailer, but I'm not sure because it only so- kind of sounds like him, so it might just be a British guy who's, who's making me think of David Warner, who voiced Renicus in Baldur's Gate 2, so that's why I'm like, I'm wondering if they got David Warner or if he's too old. Um, I had to check to see if he was dead. He doesn't seem to be dead, so... He doesn't seem to be dead. <laughs> just not sure what's going on. There, there's a line. <laughs> Um, I, I was just kind of like, I wonder if they're going to get this guy who was famous for voice acting in the last game. And I, I'm wondering if they did, but it's not close enough that I can be sure. So I'm kind of wondering. Anyway, that's that's my big question about Baldur's Gate 3 this week is, did they get David Warner in the trailer? Is he doing a character? Is it just another British guy and I'm confused? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Spellforce 3 Fallen God expansion has a release date. Um, that's that's a RTS RPG hybrid. I don't know anything about Spellforce. I tried to look up. like I don't know. Uh, November 3rd, I, though. I own them on disc. Is any good? Um. Unfortunately, it was during the time I picked up a lot of games on disc, so right. I I played like maybe twenty minutes and f- kind of forgot about it. The new but expansion the has one. a fifteen hour campaign. You can check it out on November third for PC, and yeah, there you go. Check that out if you're into it. Then you're into it. Cloud of Rain, Clouds of Rain is set to release this fall. That's a turn based RPG. Uh, it's for Steam slash PC. Uh, it is a more of a hand-drawn art style, and so if you're looking for kind of an indie hand-drawn fighting experience, you can check that out. Um, side view combat where like uh, watercolored characters are like shaking back and forth as they attack and stuff. So that's your art style. So go check that out if you're into kind of indie stuff and you want to see like rats with devil horns. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Outer Worlds is coming to Steam this month. They've announced that for October 23rd, 2020. Uh, Epic Game Store and Microsoft Store is what they're currently on, so it's finally coming to Steam on October 23rd. Of course, it's also out on consoles, the current-gen stuff. So if you've been waiting for Steam, um, you finally get Outer Worlds. No, no, they can never be forgiven. They're terrible. They sold out to Epic. And Microsoft and Steam and, and, and the Switch and... But but epic. <laughs> Ease Origin has got a video review. You can listen to Anna Marie and narrate her th- thoughts and feelings of Ease Origin, and uh, that's on our YouTube channel slash in a story on the site. So go check that out at rpgamer.com. And Adventure Corner. Oh, we already covered this, didn't we? I'm sorry, I got I looped around, didn't I? Yeah, yes. Sorry, I looped around. That's why I'm talking okay. about reviews all of a sudden. Uh, why do I have Super Neptunia RPG open? Because you're going to play it for extra life. Oh, I don't want to. It's $40. <laughs> that was, That's terrible. That we own it on Switch. Uh, 
Platty's uh, recommendation for Extra Life because it won the 2019 biggest. He put so many games in here. Yeah, because they're all sets. That's not a set. That's like an entire library of a console. It's like it's the worst console in existence, but it's like it's a console. It's the the <laughs> the iffy console. It's like bleh, bleh. And not all of them are actually bad games. Yeah, we no, talked about this earlier, but like you were Curse texting of the Great Curry God and Record of Agress. We you're talked right. about this I'm earlier, sorry. but you were texting your friend. Yeah, I would choose to do it again based on this list of games. Ugh. So you so you prefer to do Category B. Um, no, 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 I don't what is this one? Uh, Dragons, I haven't even heard of this one. What are these? As Divine... Those are all Kemco games. Oh! Uh. <laughs> right. the entire conversation. I'm going back to Neptunia, if that's my choice. Uh, just, this is disgusting, Anna. These sorts of posts should be banned from our from our feedback. This is like this is the sort of profanity that should be deleted when people post it on the site. Wizards of Brendal, Sea Cards, As Divine Dios, As Divine Hearts, Look, Revenant Saga. Come on. As I said earlier in the show, the As Divine series is not bad. I'm not saying it's great and then it's going to win any I awards. I don't even know who you are. But it's anymore. not terrible. What okay? are you? I'm your wife. I, I love not you. for long at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, let's talk about games that are coming out soon because that's all I'm going to have left in this relationship. First off, we've got Ninth Dawn Three: Shadow of Earthill and Icon Fell. They so came out the, last week. Yeah. So this is the oops. We forgot these already came out. Yep. Um, Icon Fell is the uh, two is a RPG pixely thing. Yeah, with timed attacks. Yep. Then Ghost of a Tale, which isn't really an RPG, but or is it? Is it an action RPG? It, I forget how it, it counts. It kind of is. This it is, finally hit Switch. Yeah, this is the game that Chris really wanted me to play because you play as a mouse. Well, you play as a mouse. I just thought it looked cute. I kind of want to play it. I just haven't gotten around to it. I have it. I think I have it or I had it on Game Pass. At this point, it may have already expired out of Game Pass. <laughs> it's just because I keep putting these things off. Adventures of Chris is also out for Switch and PC. So, I don't know anything about Adventures of Chris, but do you, Anna? Yeah, um, one of my friends is doing this game, so. Okay. I'm not the Chris, right? No. Okay. It's a Metroidvania RPG. Okay. Also out this week, um, whoa, accidentally deleted something. Uh, we've got Clown Trick for PC and Switch, which no, is Crown a Trick. Crown Trick, not Clown Trick. Remember, we played this last year yeah. at PAX. Yeah, this is the. Yeah, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler mm-hmm. where um, you, the the weapon that you have greatly determines the attacks that you have, and then you have cool abilities like teleportation, and there are bosses that you have to um, unlock by doing other bosses, and it's neat. I, I want to play it, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh crap, I have a million things that I need to play. Cloudpunk is hitting PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. I was already on on PC. This is the one that looks like, hey, we, we want to cash in on the cyberpunk landscape this year. Um, I think you're a delivery driver, right, is the thing here? I don't know. 
uh, go check it out. It's cyberpunk. Yeah, something, something like that. If you want cyberpunk stuff, but uh, you don't want to wait for 2077, uh, go check this game out. Cloudpunk. Um, Wood Salt, I don't know anything about. This is the game that got into trouble because they put out dumb, piece, dumb, dumb PR statements. Like, we want to cut all of that boring stuff out of Persona, like the combat. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's only the relationships? Except that... That's a visual novel. Yeah. <laughs> and that isn't even the, the core of the game either. Oh, this is the weird one that has kind of the ghost with a rebar sticking through his body, and like we don't really understand if this is a horror game or not. And the trailer makes it look like this is a really fancy trailer cut up to cover up the fact that it's an ugly-looking game. Oh, sorry. Was that just me interpreting that? That's the way I, I don't know. I didn't look at it. All right, that's the way I get from when, when I watch the Woodsalt trailer. Um, I do remember this trailer now that I've seen, looked at it again here. And then finally, P- uh, Torchlight 3, officially out of early access this week. Yay. Um, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Hey, maybe you should um, play this during Extra Life. Yeah, well, the Steam reviews aren't making me excited. Um, um, very negative so far. Yeah, people don't like the payment model. Appar- well, no, that's not what I've seen the complaints. There's also saying. a lot of bugs. Uh also, like people complaining that it's way simplified, they took out all, all the interesting stuff in Torchlight Two, which I find to be interesting because I felt like Torchlight Two had nothing was very simple compared to other modern ARPGs. So it's like, uh oh. <laughs> so this is either a very finely tuned, focused Torchlight One experience or garbage. I'm not really sure which, <laughs> or both, or both. We'll have to see. <laughs> so I mean, here's the weird thing: is is it's coming out on consoles this week but it sounds like it's going to be staying in early access on pc no it's it's out of early access on pc it's not out of early access on pc no it will be they they Uh, put an update saying it's coming out okay they had a state of the game update this week and that it's 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 launching okay um so i don't know what that's going to mean for it i don't know if it's good or not i haven't really played it so we have a code right anna yep Right, yeah, because so. this is done by Max. Yeah, so Anna's got an in with one of the brothers. Um, <laughs> so the other brother's game, she can get a code for. So maybe I'll try that out or check it out during Extra Life. That'll be like next month, but either way. Uh, Torchlight 3 this week. Um, if you've been waiting for it, go get your pre-orders in or wait and see what the reviews are like. Probably the more responsible thing to do and uh, see if you're into it. Uh, what are you going to play this week, Anna Marie? Um, my embargoed game. Yeah. And if I finish that this week, then I'm going to jump into Adventure of Chris. Oh, all right. Robert? Um, probably going to work on more uh, Fairy Fencer F. Um, I managed to work a few things into my phone, um, so that those might kill, kill some time while, in be, uh, while on hold at work. Um, other than that... You know, I play so many things just off the cuff, and I've got a couple games I want to try. By the way, speaking of things to play this week, uh, Steam has a very big Sega sale going on. For uh, Sega and Atlas games have a lot. I saw it this morning. Is Persona um, 4 on sale? Of- yes. Oh. First time it's on sale. Um, it still has Denuvo, though. Mm. So, you know, buyer beware. Okay. Caveat yeah. door. But uh, the um, the uh, Yakuza game, the Yakuza Zero, Kiwami One, and Kiwami Two are on sale. A bunch of the all the Sonic stuff, Persona Four, Rock of Ages Two. If you care about that, I mean, the, pretty much their entire library is on sale this weekend. Okay, go get that. Go pick up that Sega collection if you haven't picked it up already. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been on sale 8,000 times before already. Um, the uh, Men- Sega Genesis Mega Collection. What's it called? I don't remember. Okay. I'm going to play... Uh, I don't know. Um, I've been playing, of course, P- Path of Exile. I will probably still keep playing that. I did a bad thing this week. I started playing Candy Crush Saga on my iPad. <gasps> I wanted to know, what is what is the mainstream casual gamer experience like? What is How bad is Candy Crush? How much does it push you towards microtransactions? Is it good to hate this game, or is it actually a fun match-three puzzle game? So far, it's not too bad. Maybe it's because I'm playing really early levels and the game's been altered so much over the past eight years that it's been out um, that those games, those early levels are really easy. But it's been kind of a relaxing, thoughtless thing to play, which I appreciated. I just wanted something with fun sound effects, and it, it satisfies that. So I've, I've been a filthy casual this week. Um, I don't know how much more of that I'm going to play, but I got through, I got to level 65, which um, some Apple app store story implied was like really hard level that people get stuck on. And I beat it the first time, first try without even thinking about it. And I I realized like, okay, I don't know what's going on. He gasps. And then he turns to me and goes, I beat level 65 in three moves. Yeah. It's like, I I just lucked out, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even think I had a boost selected, but it started me with a power up item on the board. So, I don't know what was going on there because I don't really understand half of what's going on in that game. Chris, I'm trying to be strategic about what? it, but it's all random, right? Did Did you use the boost to get through? I think I used the boost to get through. Okay. So forget Candy Crush. Um, what I was actually thinking of playing was the dungeon in the whole book. The whole book. Because I want like a satirical D and D satire. That sounds like a fun thing. And I had a ten dollar coupon on Epic Store lying around, so I used that to get a discount on the game. <gasps> Chris. You bought something on Epic. I did, and I installed it. You supported the I supported Chinese the giant I, I did. You're right. I I supported COVID. Um, <laughs> directly funded COVID nineteen with my purchase on the Epic Game Store. Okay. Wait, wait, oh. No, 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 no. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, I'm confused. <laughs> we'll explain it to you when you're older. Mm-hmm. Explain to me I'm what I'm older. Um Baldur's Gate. Three is the other thing I was thinking about picking up because they've got 25 hours of content out now. The first act of the game is out in early access. I'm like, huh, actually, that could be fun to play along while it's developed. Um, I don't know, but I'm considering it. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, I should go finish the original Sin 2. And then... I realize how much time I have left to play in that game before I'd be done. And then I get discouraged and I go back to Candy Crush. So I'm kind of not sure where I'm at with that. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Um, as confused as, all, as normal, I apologize for not being a good source of direction on what to play. Because I can't really get my shit figured out. Disappointed! Yep. Alex, what are you going to play? Uh, I should play some more Robotics Notes Dash and... Uh, 2BD. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Let us know what you're going to play in the comments. Also, let us know um, a group game for Extra Life for everyone to play kind of a... Like, in the past, we did, like, Draw with Friends or whatever, right? Or a little... uh, We've done Jackbox, yeah. Jackbox was another one we've done, so stuff like that. And, oh, we could pick up Among Us. Yeah, Among Us would make sense. I love Among Us! Yeah, Among Us would make a lot of sense for this year, so if people are into that, let us know. Uh, and we can organize that. All right. I bought it already too. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a five dollar game. You can play free. it for free on yeah. mobile. 
So but there are ads between the price is pretty good for Among Us. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, thanks everybody. Uh, catch us that every week, nine a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. If you want to leave feedback for the question of the week, it's podcast at rpgamer.com, twitter.com slash rpgamer, and of course, right on the show thread at rpgamer.com. Thanks everybody. Post on the uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, on the group page, uh, RP Gamers. Uh, I do check it daily. Yay. Um, so there's that. Uh, you can also message me on Twitter at TheAnimeMan1. Is that um, the numeral one? Yes, the, okay. nu- the number one, not spelled out. The Anime Man cool. 1. Not 2, not 0, and definitely not 3, but 1. <laughs> not 96 either. The Anime Man 69420XXLL. That's, that's no. what you should... No, no. you're not going to pick that one up? All right, okay. no, no, you know what? I'm cutting off the show. All Chris right. is getting weird. Goodbye, everybody! Bye, I'll see you next week.